Welcome to Fresh Press for January 14th, 2020. I'm Gabe. And I'm Andrew. This is a show where we talk about uh, music, new tunes, old grooves. I don't know why I have not been able to get clean run through that in the first 10 episodes of this podcast, but maybe someday. Probably your best one was the first episode when we really scripted this out, and then it's really been downhill since. Yeah. Um, so, uh, for any new listeners, the way we do this is we're uh, going to talk about a theme, uh, pick a couple songs, and then we'll swing over to some new music that's come out in the last week, and show you a couple songs from there. Um, and that's how we do this. That would be the New Tunes, Old Grooves style. Yeah, so you can just go ahead and, and cut out the part where I talked at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> because I don't think I helped in any way, except in, in saying that my name is Andrew. We're recording fairly early in the morning, so all is Well, it's forgiven. 11 o'clock. <laughs> well, relative is an early thing. Time's a flat circle, social construct, etc. Uh, I do want to say that you just said relative is an early thing. Again, for you it's 11, for me it's 8. Yes. And for me, I'm also hungover, so there's that. It's amazing how your voice still sounds good, even when you're hungover. Maybe even better. Maybe you should try being hungover all the time, Andrew. That's not a good thing to say to someone. Right, that's alcoholism, folks. We do not encourage that on this podcast. (laughs) Jesus. So we're doing a slightly broader theme this week, I think, than we normally do. Um, Our theme this week is anti-war or war protest songs, um, kind of in light of the general warmongering that's occurred in the last couple weeks from, uh, you know, the President of the United States and the Republican Party in Congress. So we thought we'd maybe address that through... Um, I'd say what is a fundamental form of music, um, which is political activism. And uh, I think there is considerably more anti-war music and certainly a grander tradition of it than like pro-war music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we call that music propaganda. Yes, right. No, yeah. Um, and yeah, right. On the whole, music has been more the domain of kind of the left wing. And since most recent war, especially in the United States, has been propagated by the right side of the political spectrum. Um, the there's obviously a really long history of anti-war music, so I'm not going to go through all of it. But we saw a real emergence in the 1960s and 70s around the Korean and Vietnam Wars of music protesting the war. Um, These were the first wars that in the United States that were not really very patriotic endeavors where large portions of the country were against the wars. Um, And so you saw the emergence of, uh, you know, for two names, right? Of course, you've got Joan Baez and you've got uh, Bob Dylan and so many others. Over the years following that, uh, I think the genre has really branched out or not the genre the the style of music has branched out into many different genres and even from the early days it did that but more so now um even in the 70s and 80s you had like real rock music like pink floyd and u2 doing big like almost anthemic anti-war songs 
and um, lots of punk music and um, gospel and soul and um, now in leading into the 90s and kind of contemporary music, lots of hip-hop and indie music, uh, like alternative styles, are also very anti-war. It's uh, sort of a genreless style of music, but there is, uh, I think, lots of themes and history that these artists draw on from each other across genres. So, for instance, I'm going to uh, bring this week a song um, called The Words That Maketh Murder uh, by P.J. Harvey. So this song, Andrew, is from PJ Harvey's eighth studio album released in 2011 called Let England Shake. Um, the entire record is based around um, sort of falsely placed nationalism in England, which seems even more relevant today, and mm. um, and also just generally war. Um, so... This song uh, seems to more directly reference World War One. Um, she um, brought, in particular, did a lot of research on like the Battle of Gallipoli for this album and for this song in particular, which was a particularly brutal battle in World War One. Mm-hmm. Although maybe it's hard to say given how really atrocious um, trench warfare was in general. But Gallipoli would, would is certainly a famously uh, brutal battle. Yeah, and 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 the song really goes into that from the jump. Um, yeah, you know, I, I've seen soldiers fall like lumps of meat. Is the second line. So th- this song, I think, is pretty powerful. It it definitely right references World War One, um, but England has been supplying flying British troops to the war in Afghanistan alongside the United States for most of that war. She references kind of more modern wars like that, uh, like this currently ongoing war, right? Imagine that she wrote this nine years ago or recorded, released it nine years ago. And we're still fighting that same war. Um, I gotta say, I'm I'm not necessarily a huge fan of this song musically. I like some of it, but other parts of it kind of bother me. But uh, all that aside, like lyrically, that it, it, this is a very powerful song. Yeah, it really goes for it. Um, there's not much mincing of words, I guess. No, she talks about flies. She's directly directly referencing PTSD. You know, there's the line, flesh quivering in the heat in one of the later verses. So I want to start by talking about one specific line from the lyrics that seems 
kind of weirdly out of place, um, which is at the end, you get this repeated chant of, what if I take my problem to the United Nations? Mm. So that is a reference to a song by Eddie Cochran um, called Summertime Blues, which was more famously performed by The Who, um, and you can find it on their, I think, Live at Leeds record. So this is really, that's almost like a classic, like, love and longing song about somebody that Eddie Cochran meets at over the summer and almost as, like, a tongue-in-cheek reference. He sings, what if I take my problem to the United Nations? Like, oh, that seems like such overkill for such a small problem. Mm -hmm. So I think what PJ Harvey does here is reference that music and still make it seem, like, trivial. Like, what is the United Nations going to do or what have they done? Um, or what can they do? Um, and it's sung in kind of the identical way as it's sung in the original song. Like, it's the same melody. Yeah. I, I feel like that... Um, she really executes that well, putting that at the very end of the song. Like, if that was something that was repeated throughout the song, I think it would not have as much effect. But after listening to the rest of it you're so overwhelmed with all of this like i mean gore and stuff that like this this horror of war that she's talking about and then then it is like what if i take my problem to the united nations and you're just like what the fuck yeah right it seems so pointless and i think that's her point you know that yeah. there is this is a useless organization uh in terms of wartime you know the united nations does good things but but in terms of like what it was created to do supposed to do right um so i think it's kind of funny um maybe this is also an exploration of how the public view of the united nations has changed in the you know 50 years since summertime blues came out what if i take my problems Andrew, you brought a very different style of song and referencing a different war. Yes. Um, the song that I am bringing to you today is uh, I Can't Write Left-Handed by Bill Withers. I can't write left-handed Would you please write a letter, write a letter to my mother? Um, this is a track that um, I believe the only recording of it is is the live one at Carnegie Hall. Um, I certainly don't know of another another Bill Withers recording of it. But it's, it's a song about that he wrote about a soldier that he saw and spoke to um, who had returned from the Vietnam War and had lost his right arm. So that's sort of the conceit of the song is, I can't write left-handed. Could you write a letter to my mother for me? I don't know. It's just such a powerful 
and personal story. Like it's it's very it's not it's not so much about like your pick, Gabe, is a is from in some ways the perspective of a soldier, but also like is really about war as a whole and it's sort of putting together a lot of things to talk about that. Um right. and this is more right. just really focusing on the individual stakes of one person being being like I'm not it, it's he's not saying like war should war is bad and it should be over. It's just like, hey, can you write a letter to my mom to talk to to our lawyer to see if you can to see if he can get my brother to Furman. Like that's the extent of uh, the extent of it, um, which is massive for one person. But I mean, like for uh, an anti-war song, I think it's it's very small, which is uh, interesting. Yeah, it's intensely personal. Um, I think the line "I can't write left-handed" it tells you so much that you need to know. Um, even without in the live version, he he right he provides this kind of intro story. But I don't think you necessarily would have needed that to understand what's at what's at play here. For me, no. oh. Tell him I ain't gonna live, I ain't gonna live, I ain't gonna live to get much older. You mentioned the like monologue that he does before he starts singing in this recording. He says he says the sort of things that, that we've just been saying directly. Like, there's a lot of songs about war, and people have a lot of opinions in like a very political sense. But um, he wanted to write something that was just like about one person and like thinking about the way that he thought about things when he was that age and. A really cool thing about this song, I think, is that most of the covers of this song also include, like, a monologue at the beginning. And normally it's like, Bill Withers wrote this song 30 years ago, and it was about this and this and this, and now we're in the Iraq War, you know, and this is why I'm singing this. How he was doing. He said he was doing all right now, but he had thought he was going to die. He said, getting shot at didn't bother him. It was getting shot that shook him up. Andrew, I really like the space that is in this song. That makes sense. You mean Carnegie Hall? <laughs> well, yes, beautiful, but also the, the temporal space, not just the physical space. Um, that's evident in the music, right? Um, Withers is not rushing through these lyrics. Um, no. There's lots of time for the guitars to speak um, and to ruminate on his words. Yeah, um, I mean that's you know that's Bill Withers. Like he's he's taking his time and and just spreading his incredible voice and and vocal instinct throughout it. And it's very simple. Like it's the the it starts the monologue has the has most of the instrumentation underneath it anyway with that um with the the vocals is the most important part and then it just it has plenty of time and space as you said for for these little guitar riffs um when the tambourine kicks in at the after like the first uh section it 
it really like kicks it up a notch even though it's just a fucking tambourine <laughs> um and it also makes the chorus um where it breaks from that that repetitive chord progression um and sort of steps down into the chorus there um it makes that really pop too and you just can't i mean you just can't beat bill weathers for singing this kind of song strange little man over here in vietnam i ain't never seen bless his heart ain't never done nothing to he done shot me in my shoulder So now it is time to discuss new tunes. We had a good week this week, Andrew. I forgot what it was like to actually have to, instead of having to like hunt for one good song, have like a bunch of good songs where I'm like, ah, shit, I can't pick all of these. Yeah. Um, so I brought a song from a band called Algiers. The song is titled We Can't Be Found, and it's a single off their upcoming album, There Is No Year. Inside this house is listening Someone else don't say his name out loud It's crawling up your conscience Reaching out screams without a sound I feel like this isn't where we should start And yet here's me talking about it That album art you like it's it? Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I like it because it's unusual. Um, well, I mean, I've also seen the album art for the album, which is fucking wild. Oh, I thought you were referring to the album. The the album art, so so for our listeners, right? The album art for the actual song itself um, is uh, like a bunch of text, pretty much. Um, with, uh, it looks like, a cutout of a magazine and it's mostly monochromatic except for like these big bolded red, white, and blue letters. Um, so I found Algiers after their first record came out, um, which was self-titled. Um, I played them a little bit when I was DJing at WXDU. Um, and I really like the blend of influences that they bring to their music, which I think is also evident in this song. Their front man, who's Franklin James Fisher, was well-versed in kind of the gospel and soul traditions. He references Nina Simone as a major influence on his singing. The guitarists and bassist, who are, uh, I think, Ryan Martin and Lee Teshi, are, like, come from the Atlanta underground noise rock scene. Nice. And they ran into each other, and so they produced this music that is, on the whole, pretty dark instrumentally, and then... I love uh, Fisher's vocals, which are soulful over the top of kind of this intense music that borders like somewhere on the edge of metal and on noise rock. In particular, I like how um, this song never really breaks free, um, if that makes sense. Yeah. 
so the chorus um, definitely has like really intense energy behind it, but it still feels like it's pulling back. And I, that's very intentional, right? The lyrical content of the song also um, is about like being unable to escape. It seems to me like it's about being unable to escape from guilt and from like uh, past love and like your own minds um, to some degree. Um, and I think that all ties together through the instrumentation and then also through the music video. Like it never quite lets go. And I like that. So Algiers is from Atlanta, as I referenced, um, not from Algeria, which can be confusing from their band name. But I don't think it's that confusing. Well, all right. Not all of us are. I thought maybe they were from Algeria when I first found them. It's hard to tell. Well, I don't know. I mean, would you name your band Algiers if you were just from Algeria? Was Chicago from Chicago? What about Boston? I don't know the answer to either of those questions. Neither do I. <laughs> Probably not. It seems like kind of weird to I name. I mean... Why are there no bands named Philadelphia? There probably is a band named Philadelphia, actually. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I mean, Beirut's not from Beirut. That's true. Um, This is their... Uh, this is their third... Well, it will be actually, wait, record. here's a thing about Chicago that I do want to go back to. Because wasn't Chicago originally called Chicago Transit Authority? And then the CTA was like, hey, can you not? I, I didn't know that history. So they were yeah. like, oh, huh, maybe we'll just go with Chicago. Yeah. I, I do kind of like Chicago Transit Authority a little better as a band name, if I'm being honest. I know Chicago is iconic, but whatever. They are from Chicago, obviously, because it would be weird. It'd be weird if they were called Chicago Transit Authority and they weren't from Chicago. What would that be weird? Yeah, that would be weird. Boston is from Boston. So there you go. Algiers is not from Algiers. I'm glad we've settled this now. <laughs> Do you have anything else to say about the actual song instead of about various bands named after American cities? Nope, I'm done. Andrew, <laughs> what song did you bring this week that you found amongst the piles of vinyl that I know are strewn about your house? Exactly, yeah. It's just full of it's all vinyl in here. I don't have any tables. It's just a it's just a big thing of vinyl. My couch is just vinyl. I mean, it, your couch could be vinyl without being, you know, pressed vinyl. Um, the song that I brought this week is uh, Thank Me Later by Devin Gilfillian. Why don't we put on the brakes before we go the wrong way? I just 
Just don't think we should stay in this game that'll lead to pretend. Why don't we pull up? I uh, don't know anything about this dude. Uh, but he apparently is like grew up outside of Philly, so I'm on board already. Um, he now lives in Nashville, which I'm less on board with, but that's just because it's not Philadelphia. Yeah, Nashville's a cool city. No hate to Nashville, but... This is uh, off his album that he just released uh, entitled Black Hole Rainbow, which is his first full-length album. I think he had... He's had a couple singles, and then I think he did an EP a while ago, a self-titled EP. But this is, like, his, his debut. Great voice. Great, like, neo-soul kind of voice. And this is a very, like, classic kind of neo-soul kind of song. Maybe not even Neo. Yeah, it definitely is within that space uh, pretty directly. Yeah. I really like the spare instrumentation for most of the song. Also, it really lets his voice sing out. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Um, it's it's mostly just guitar at the beginning. And there's a little, a little bass added and then like the drums and some keys and stuff come in. The My favorite part of the instrumentation is there's a little bit of you know vibes or some sort of mallet instrument um that's so minimal for most of the song and so like it it's held back really well um in that it's not overwhelming anything and it's not too much it's just a little bit of a a little bit of spice um on the instrumentation and then in the bridge it, it suddenly gets a lot more like flowy and um, com- complex but then when it goes back again after the bridge um, it just feels so smooth the whole way through I think that's generally a good descriptor of the song smooth take a precious space in your mind I ain't gonna act like we're fine need to look at the sides and like like you said he is an excellent excellent voice um and he as bill withers does I mean, i'm not saying that he's bill withers but he also knows how to handle his voice well which is uh, really lovely to hear yeah, you can, you know, the lyrical content of these songs are completely different, but you can definitely draw some lines from Bill Withers to Devin Gilfillian in both the instrumentation and vocal qualities. Yeah. Um, and I feel like both of the songs that I brought this week are like like a slow burn kind of... It's not. I mean, it's not Slow Burn by David Bowie, which is a pretty mediocre song. What about Slow Burn by Casey Musgraves? It's a little more recent. Oh, right. Also better, I think. Yes. That would have made me sound more hip if I had said that. But That's all right. David Bowie's great. Everybody loves David Bowie. Yeah. Slow Burn kind of blows, though. It's off a of heat, yeah. which is a Not hit a great. album. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, uh, what was I saying? Oh, that the song is a slow burn. Yeah, that, that was pretty much the end of that thought. Play the music. Fake this. You don't want to be the one to face it. 
Sorry to be the heartbreaker But you will thank me later So, Andrew, I just wanted to highlight uh, a couple other new songs this week since there's more than just these two. Um, maybe you first, Andrew. What else did you like from this past week? Um, there was a great track by Shit. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I always get the, these two people confused, so I want to actually figure out what who it is. By The Magic Lantern and not by Field Medic. Those are different people with wildly different band names, but for some reason I get them confused. Wait, didn't Field Medic also come out with an album? No, who was that? Field somebody else. Field. The Magnetic Fields. No. Shit. Field Music came out with an album. Field Music. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um completely irrelevant did not listen to that field music album i don't know anything about it but this magic lantern song family affair was was really nice and it was a very different vibe was more of that sort of sad indie guitar vibe um that i enjoy yeah that was on my list what about you yeah so some quick hits moses sumney another new song his record is coming out in like a month i think or the first half of his record is coming out in a month we'll probably talk more about that when that drops um tame impala's Dropped a new single in advance of their record. Um, yeah. A Philadelphia artist, uh, Francis Quinlan, who people might know as the lead singer of Hopalong, released a really good song called Your Reply. Um, and I particularly loved an album this week that came out um, by a dance artist named Georgia. Um, now, <laughs> yes. Are they from Georgia? Oh, good question. The album's called Seeking Thrills. I don't know where they're from. I think Georgia is her name, though. Which maybe doesn't, just just kicks the can on that question down the road. Yeah, it really doesn't, doesn't explain anything. I googled Georgia band and got the UGA marching band. And I googled Georgia artist and I got Georgia O'Keefe. <laughs> yeah, that seems... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Georgia Barnes is from London, so... Nope. <laughs> Great. Um, there was also another uh, dance music track that came out this week, Gabe. Oh, Andrew, was there? Yes. You may not have guessed that it came out this week based on its title, which is the name of a month that is not this month. But it was a whole thing. Oh, Andrew, are you referring to the track that the electronic EDM duo Local Dialect this uh, released this past week that features an artist named True Partridge. Yes, their electronic EDM music. Whatever, electronic electronic dance music. Music for dancing. Uh, anyway, yes, uh, I am talking about November by Local Dialect featuring True Partridge. So that's uh, my brother and his friend Reed. That's Local Dialect and. Uh, I am the partridge in question. Yeah, so I do recommend that everybody checks out the November EP. You can find it on Spotify. You can buy it on Beatport, I think, which is um, yep. not a distribution method that we usually go to for our music, but we're not playing our music. But it is 
it is de- it's i mean it's the place to go for edm definitely certainly um andrew your vocals are magnificent and your brother's production is really good thank you yeah i think that's really mostly on my brother's production because i recorded those vocals i recorded that like a year and a half ago on my blue snowball so if you listen to maybe even only the first five minutes of that uh of the end of the year episode from two weeks ago uh first of all again thank you thank you for listening (laughs) uh second of all it was that low quality of audio that i sent to my brother a year and a half ago and he turned it into that i've not re-recorded it ever that's pretty impressive actually i remember when you guys were first working on the song and i thought you recorded a new vocal line because it sounds even better like it didn't sound great a year ago, I think, when I first heard a cut of this song. Yeah, that's all Sam and Reed producing it really, really well. And yeah, I, I've been super excited about it. It was supposed to come out in November, but then they had a bunch of other releases set for November, so then they didn't, I don't know. Different labels didn't want to release things on the same day from the same artist. It's a whole thing. So it got pushed back to January, but it's out now. It's great. Um and uh yeah we're working on some other stuff so there'll be some more collaborations like that in the future i met your eyes against the glass november near the our show for the week um you can catch us next week january 21st will be our next podcast back on a regular regular schedule Um, you know you always say that but we have not not released on the regular schedule since that one day when i took an extra day to edit the episode with christine it's not going to be just the three of us talking into three people talking into a microphone either (laughs) Uh, yes that's very true. But it will be three people talking because we are going to have a special guest. Ooh, be excited. Stay tuned for the special guest. Yes. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Fresh Press Pod. Um, we will put out a weekly Spotify playlist um, that contains all of our songs from the podcast. Um, so if you want to hear the music that we've been playing today, um, you can check out the show notes and find a link to that Spotify playlist. I'm Gabe. I'm Andrew. And we'll catch you next week on Fresh Pressed.